The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. It takes us into really what's an encouraging earnings story here. And might this be an undervalued stock? We're talking Walmart here. Massive pop in the shares overnight, 5%, really capping off, I believe, what, the seven-day rally here, longest winning streak going back to October of last year. Let's get a sense really of what, uh, well, at least the guidance from the company means per se, and also against the broader backdrop of this, I guess, more evidence of a slowing retail story in the U.S. Joining us now is Jennifer Bartashas here, Bloomberg Intelligence Senior Retail Staples and Packaged Food Analyst. Jennifer, David here, good morning from Hong Kong and the Asia Pacific. Hope you're well. Are we going to be okay? That seems to be the headline uh, from Walmart. Yeah, good morning, and thank you for having me with you today. Um, when when we look at Walmart, you know, the, the fact that they beat earnings was a positive sign, um, but we also have to bear in mind that only three weeks ago, they lowered their guidance, and then they beat their guidance. And so, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so, so it's, it's a good note, but at the same time, you have to take it a little bit with a grain of salt. Now, some of the commentary that they shared does give some confidence that the back-to-school season is going well, um, gives a little bit more, bit more optimism on their ability to handle inventory, um, which will be very important as we get into the second half of the year. Jennifer, it's Doug in New York. I want to say thanks uh, as well for joining us here on Daybreak Asia. Yeah, the inventory build was a curious phenomenon here. I think that they perhaps misread the consumer early on in the pandemic. Maybe people's tastes have changed or maybe they've moved away from buying goods to services. I mean, there are different stories here, a part of that overall narrative. But as it applies to Walmart, what do we know about the way that they were able to unwind inventory or liquidate? Well, it's, they've done a pretty decent job. And, and basically, when, when we were at the height of the pandemic, the retailers couldn't get enough inventory. Um, and then as the pandemic started to fade, they sort of bulked up and they wanted to be sure that they would be able to remain with things in stock for consumers and not trigger another round of panic buying. Um, but what that led to was kind of an overconfidence in how much they would be able to sell in this huge amount of inventory that they were then sitting on. Now, for Walmart, the trickiest part of that inventory excess they have is apparel. Um, and they've had a little bit more of a hard time selling through that apparel. They've done a better job with um, home decor items and electronics. Um, and part of the way they cleared some of that inventory was through their traditional method of rollbacks and lowering prices. But also they ran a Walmart Plus member sales uh, event in June. Um, and a lot of the items that were part of that uh, sales event were those categories where they had excess inventory. So they, they took a very strategic approach and how to decrease that inventory. Um, and they did say on their call today that they've canceled a lot of orders and that they're, they're more right-sized in their inventory as they look mm. at the second half of this year. Well, I'm curious then, was that a one-off in terms of, and the reason I asked this inventory question is, I mean, it's, it's not the same industry, but for example, Toyota, this part of the world, 
you look at Day's inventory has been rising. You know, this is a company that's known for just in time, just enough. Uh, and they're starting mm-hmm. to go just in case in terms of their inventory, right? So I'm just trying to see whether there's a read through from what Walmart did to the entire industry or even just to Walmart itself in these next few quarters. Well, there's certainly they seem to be learning some of the lessons. Um, and and with with regards to inventory and just the value of inventory, there there are two factors there. One is um, just inflation, and the value of inventory has gone up, even if the actual number of physical goods held in inventory hasn't. Um, so that is part of the story. Um, but but more importantly, um, it seems that Walmart is is gotten much smarter in terms of being strategic on where they need to buy and where they've canceled orders. Um, and so that puts us in a pretty confident position that as we as we move through back to school and we get towards the end of the year, um, if they've canceled orders that they thought might be in excess, that means hopefully that they'll be able to sell through their holiday inventory and end the end the year on a very strong note. Um, and we've heard other retailers talk about canceling orders and trying to right size inventory as well. So um, I think we'll hear more tomorrow from Target. Uh, I was just going to ask topic. about that. I mean, so today we had the Walmart uh, stock popping about five percent. I'm looking at Target shares up two point nine percent today. You mentioned the fact that they will deliver numbers tomorrow. Is it is it the same story or is there things that we really need to tear apart in, in terms of differentiation? Well, when we when we compare Walmart and Target, one of the key things to remember is that Target is much more um, is much less reliant on food sales than Walmart. So over fifty percent of Walmart's sales in total are for food and consumables. So that's a huge part of their U.S. business. Walmart is, I mean, Target is much more focused on apparel, home decor, um, and they do sell essentials as well. But it's a smaller part of their overall business. So tomorrow for Target, what we're going to be looking at is that inventory and and uh, um, their management team had taken the track of trying to sort of rip the Band-Aid off and dump as much inventory as possible in the second quarter. So we're, we're going to see very, very weak margins, mm-hmm. but hopefully we'll see a much better inventory number come out of Target um, that will set them up for the rest of the year. Okay, Jennifer, good stuff. Always a pleasure. Thanks for spending time with us. Uh, Jennifer Bartoshis, uh, Bloomberg Intelligence, Senior Retail Staples and Packaged Food Analyst, joining us on the program. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.